Hi everybody, how are we all doing? Welcome to Connor's Corner. So for today's podcast, I thought I would talk about the impact of mental health um, because we are currently going through this COVID-19 crisis um, and with a lot of the kind of isolation we've been doing um, over the past several weeks and months, um, it has kind of made people suffer from some depression, some anxiety, um, you know, so I thought I would maybe talk about that and also my own experience dealing with mental health issues and also things that you can maybe do to help and potentially overcome the issues that you have. Alrighty. So, to start off with... Um, I will tell you about my story, my background, um, and we'll just take it from there. Alright, so I have suffered with anxiety and depression and panic attacks pretty much my whole life. You know, I am 27 year old and I would say I've had panic attacks for over 20 years. Um, it started off when I was maybe about six year old. I used to suffer from really bad nosebleeds and I could just be sitting, you know, and the next moment my nose would just burst, burst with blood and it just would not stop, you know, the blood would pour from my nose and it kind of triggered a panic attack, you know, because I was losing all this blood. And I was thinking, oh my god, I'm going to die, you know, because all this blood. Um, My heart would start racing, I would start crying, I would start hyperventilating, you know. Um, I was really scared, I was frightened. Um, I was kind of confused, I didn't really understand what was happening to me, you know, why I was having these nosebleeds and why they were so bad. And... got to the stage where my nose had to get um, cauterised, um, you know, so that was what kind of started and triggered off my anxiety panic attacks. Um, but now I've kind of grew out of the nosebleeds, you know, I don't take nosebleeds anymore, or if I do, they're really rare. Um, but yeah, so that's something that I've kind of overcame, but I do still suffer from anxiety, depression and panic attacks um, and hypochondria and OCD and all that stuff. So when I was 12 year old I was then diagnosed with scoliosis of the spine when my spine was curving and twisting in three different ways and that was obviously monitored over the years going to hospital visits, having x-rays, MRIs and genetic testing a lot of different things you know were going on and um, so when it be a couple of years later when I was 15 I had a spinal fusion in my thoracic spine um, where metal rods and screws were placed into my spine to straighten it along with bone from my hip Um, had to learn to walk again had to um, yeah had to learn to walk and do quite a lot of stuff you know again so that was quite traumatic, you know, and it took a long time for me to recover from that, you know, and 
again with me being stuck in the house, you know, for a long time and not been able to move about, um, kind of affected my mental health, you know, it made me go into a bit of a depression um, and all that kind of stuff. But again, that's something that I've overcame now, you know, and I still, I still suffer. I suffer every day. I suffer a lot of pain. I suffer spasms. I get numbness down the legs. Um, you know, I'm always in pain with my spine. But again, it's something that I've kind of just learned to live with and manage over the years. Um, but yeah, and around that kind of time as well, when I was 12 to 16, I suffered a lot of abuse and bullying at school. I was... I was thrown downstairs, I was pushed into walls, I was hit in the head, I was punched in the face, people would trip me up, I had my trousers pulled down, um, people would call me worthless, ugly, you know, call me gay, bent, poof, all the insults you could think of, specky, um, a geek, a nerd, every name you could think of, you know, was thrown at me. And that made me kind of, you know, depressed and whatever as well because that was happening to me on a daily basis, you know. So hearing those things every single day of your life makes you kind of think, well, if I'm hearing that I'm worthless, hearing that I'm ugly, hearing that I'm a geek, hearing that I'll not come to anything, it must be true, you know. So that got to the stage where I just did not want to go to school. So I ended up skipping class, not going to school because of the fear, the anxiety, the depression, the dread, you know, going into school thinking, what's going to get said today? What's going to happen? Am I going to get pushed down a flight of stairs again? Are people going to come up and punch me? You know, slap me over the head, all that kind of stuff, you know, so I just stopped going. And, um... Yeah, so that affected my mental health quite a lot as well, you know, being told all that and going through that. At the same time, I was going through the condition with my spine, you know, so it was difficult, a really difficult time for me. So anyway, fast forward to the age of 18, I left school, left college with a diploma and a degree, um, you know, in administration, um... But anyway, so turned 18 and what happened? I hit the alcohol and drugs because everything I just went through from school, you know, was still fresh in my head, still fresh in my head. And so I was depressed, anxious taking panic attacks at this point in time, you know, thinking the worst of myself. Um, so I turned to alcohol to try and block out, to try and block out all this negative emotions and negative thoughts. Um, so yeah, it turned, turned quite sour, you know, it made me go into a really dark place. And I was drinking... A bottle of vodka a day. I was taking drugs. I blacked out every day. 
there's about two years of my life that I can't remember because I was constantly in a state of intoxication. I used to wake up in fields, wake up in ditches with my face mashed in. I used to wake up in random people's houses, didn't know who they were, didn't know where I was, didn't know how I got there. Um, used to wake up with my phone stolen, no money, no wallet. Um, you know, it was a scary, scary, scary time in my life, but at that point in time, I just did not care because it was blocking out all the negative, hurtful emotions that I was feeling, you know. So anyway, it turned me into a person that I just did not want to be, you know. I turned aggressive, I was fighting, I was being abusive, I was cheeky, I just turned into somebody that was not me, you know, because I'm quite a nice person, I would like to think, you know, um, but that just turned me into somebody that I just didn't want to be, you know, um, so I decided in 20, well I was what, 24, so 2017, I decided to quit drink and drugs because I seen the not only on myself, you know, not only myself, but I seen the negative impact it was having on people in my life, like my mother and my friends, you know. Um it was causing them a lot of anxiety and worry. Um because I was doing stupid things, you know, and saying hurtful stuff Um, so I thought nope enough is enough I have got to stop this drinking stop this self-sabotage so I did I threw the vodka away threw the wine away and thought right this is it quitting the alcohol so I did then about a month went by and that's when my deepest darkest depression ever had hit I was bedbound for nine months. I was constantly googling symptoms. I always thought I had cancer, brain tumours, heart attacks, having strokes, um, different types of cancers. You know, the worst case scenario. Um, I was googling every body sensation. I just was not in a good place. You know, so I was falling for ambulances every day, going up to A&E, thinking that I was dying, thinking I had everything wrong with me, you know. Um, I had a heart rate of almost 200 beats a minute, a blood pressure of 200 over 180, you know, from the adrenaline rush. Um, I was in full-flown panic mode. The anxiety was through the roof. But... um. I also just did not want to associate myself with anybody, you know, I locked myself away, I didn't wash, I didn't brush my teeth, I didn't have good personal hygiene for about six months, um, and then one day I ended up in the hospital due to anxiety, depression, panic attacks, the hypochondria. And that's when they said to me, you need to seek help, 
like professional help and I agreed and I then went to my GP surgery where I was prescribed antidepressants on the spot. Um, I was pre- I was prescribed sertraline at 50 milligrams to start with and then over the space of two years um, it was increased, you know, to 100, then 150, then 200 um, and then last year I decided to come off of them. Although I found I found sertraline to be effective at first but then the more I took them it was making me feel really numb, you know, like the it just blocked out every emotion. You know, there was no sad mo- um, sadness, there was no anxiety, there was no depression, there was no panic attacks, but there was also no joy, no happiness, no enthusiasm, you know. Um, it took every emotion away from me, so I decided, no, enough is enough, I'm coming off of this, you know, and that's what i done. I then, yeah, so that went on for maybe about six months with no medication, and surely and slowly the anxiety came back, depression came back, panic attacks came back, you know, Googling came back thinking I was having heart attacks and having blood clots and you name it, you know. Um, so in February this year, I went back to my GP and I said, listen, I feel as if I'm going back to the way that I was, you know. Um, so is there any chance I can start medication again? And he said, yes, not a problem. And I have been prescribed sertraline, um, no, sorry, um, fluoxetine. Um, at 20 milligrams, and it's been four or five months, and I must say it's been pretty good, it's been really good, you know, haven't had many side effects, um, like I did with sertraline, I had a lot of side effects with sertraline, but with the fluoxetine, I've had kind of minimal, um, yeah, so I also um, had um, CBT, Cognitive Behavioural Therapy, where you look at your thought processes and you turn them into positive thoughts and all that kind of stuff, you know, so which was pretty good, it wasn't great, but um, it was quite interesting, so that's something else you could look into doing. Um, But yeah, that's just a wee bit about my background and my story about mental health and my panic attacks, and you know, I could dive in deep and go right into it, but I don't really want to right now, but that's just a kind of brief overview of my story. Um, And there's a few things that I have learned over the years to kind of keep it at bay and kind of ease it off, you know, such as, well, for starters, the cognitive behavioural therapy, you know, if I ever have a negative thought, I think, well, how can I turn this thought into a positive um, you know, um, I also do a lot of meditation on YouTube and self-hypnosis, so if you go into YouTube and type in meditation for depression, anxiety, whatever, um, or positive affirmations, 
um, or self-hypnosis for anxiety relief, or calming, relaxing music. All those things kind of help you bring yourself down out of a kind of panic and anxiety state, brings you back down to a kind of calm, peaceful, peaceful level. And also, if you go onto YouTube and type in breathing exercises, they're also really good as well. They help you to control your breath and do like abdominal breathing. Um, they are really, really good um, to help you bring yourself out of that state of anxiety and depression. Um, other things that I do personally is I have an essential oil diffuser. I have essential oils that I will diffuse such as tea tree, lavender, peppermint, eucalyptus, um, those kind of stuff, orange, lemon, and they're really good as well, you know, to help bring you down out of that panic, stressful state, um, especially with the eucalyptus, peppermint and tea tree because they tend to help open up your airways because obviously once you're in that fit of panic and anxiety you can't breathe, well you kind of feel as if you can't breathe so when you have those kind of essential oils burning or diffusing um, they open up your sinuses and help you breathe that wee bit better you know um, also you could colour in I found that um, if you buy an adult colouring in book and buy some pens and pencils and crayons um, and sit and colour in, you know, that's a really good thing to do. That keeps your mind busy. Um, listen to music. I sing. I play guitar. Um, all that kind of stuff, you know. So all of the, the kind of techniques and ways how to, how to calm you down out of that anxious and panicked and depressed state, you know. Um, also if you are feeling depressed and you're feeling alone text your friend text somebody that you know text a family member give somebody a call you know and just say to them listen I'm feeling really down today is it okay if we have a wee chat um, and you'll probably end up having a good chat end up laughing you know and reminiscing about good times and getting yourself out of that negative frame of mind, you know, and yeah, definitely, that's a good thing that I would suggest is like to reach out to somebody, whether it's a friend, family member, even phoning the Samaritans, you know, phone up somebody that doesn't know you, but is there to listen, you know, um, yeah. Definitely talking to somebody, getting out all your emotions and how you're feeling, um, and they can give you some advice as well, you know, um, on your situation. Um, trying to think what else. Um, listening to music, watching a movie, watching your favourite movie, whether that be a comedy or, or whatever, you know, get yourself out of that depressed state. If you've got a pet, take your dog a walk, get outside in the fresh air whether it's for 10 minutes, you know, sit out in the sun, um, you know, so exercise also is good for depression and anxiety because it releases um, endorphins, you know, which is a f the feel-good chemical hormone in the brain, 
Um, so that will also lift your mood. Um, trying to think what else. There's lots of different things you can do. Lots and lots of different things, you know. Um, they're just things that's helped me um, in the past and currently in the present. But yeah, there's lots and lots and lots of things you can do out there to try and help yourself get out of that depressed state and bring yourself to live a more positive um, positive lifestyle, you know. It's all about that, the way of thinking. Um, although I know it's difficult, you know. Um, it's fine when you can talk to somebody and say, listen, I have depression, I'm feeling anxious and nervous and stressed. You know, but unless the person suffers from anxiety as well, you know, the kind of person you're, you're, you're talking to and reaching out to, unless that person suffers from it, they can't have... They can, they can have an understanding, but they can't really relate, you know, because they don't suffer themselves. So it's always good to kind of talk to somebody that can relate to how you're feeling, somebody that's also suffered with anxiety and panic attacks and stress and depression, you know. Um but yeah, definitely um that's things you can do to to help you um as I said live a more positive lifestyle. Um so yeah, definitely to wrap this up, I just want to say if you ever do feel depressed or anxious or stressed or um suffer from panic attacks or bipolar or any mental health condition, please do not be ashamed of it, you know, because it's nothing to be ashamed about. Um, also, reach out for help. Do not suffer alone because there's medication out there to take, you know, do not suffer and do not be scared to try medication because I remember when I first started medication, I was petrified. So scared to take it, you know, but then after the initial couple of weeks, it was fine. So do not be afraid to take medication. Go to your GP, have a discussion, talk about possibly um, being referred to have some therapy, you know, whether that's talking therapy, cognitive therapy, um, whatever, you know, definitely look into that. And also do not be ashamed or afraid to, to speak about somebody um, you know, to speak to somebody that you know or somebody that you don't know about your thoughts and your feelings. Um, also, another thing that I just thought of is um, keeping a journal, writing down your thoughts and your feelings, um, writing down things you're grateful for, you know, like a gratitude journal. Um, that's also really good as well. Um, it makes you look at life in a, a different way, you know, all the things you're grateful for. Um, you know, because there's always somebody that's less fortunate than you. But um, anyway, yeah. Definitely seek help. And if anybody ever wants to talk, then all you have to do is give me a mail and a message um, and reach out to me. Okie dokie. So, yeah, I think I'll leave this here. Um, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. Um... So yeah, until the next one, have a good day, stay safe and see you later.